gals i'm brian and i'm bran and if you may have noticed by the title there's something amiss in this episode i'm so glad you probably are only listening and don't see the video version because i did something with my hand which is supposed to be a little jazz hand thing and it looked like i grabbed a boob uh, <laughs> so a weird a weird new episode i'm starting to real weird um the title is either the more conservative if you liked Godzilla vs. Kong, then you'll love this epic movie, or the one I'm probably going to go with. You already know the answer. If you liked Harambe, <laughs> then you'll love this epic movie. And I think uh, we both, me and Brad, can agree this is an epic movie. Um, but this is, all right, before we reveal it, because clickbait, uh, what the movie is that you might want to watch. Um, moving forward, I'm going to be testing out doing a, a small two-minute, don't fact check that, spoiler-free discussion like this with a clickbaity title. Um, so that, you know, if you're interested in finding new titles, you don't have the option to judge the book by its cover <laughs> as much, you know, before, like if we had a, a twilight breaking dawn part two, spoiler free discussion. Don't click on it. Just, just don't, I hope you wouldn't, but maybe you think a movie's like twilight. That's actually good. So with that in mind, we're going to do it our normal two minute don't fact check that spoiler free discussion and since these posts on fridays and people usually have the weekends off you'll have the opportunity to watch the movie in time for our spoiler filled discussion on the following monday um, and this and this movie you're gonna want to you're gonna, you're gonna need all weekend yeah because <laughs> this movie is the king of being long <laughs> it is quite is it's um It'd be like you took the three Lord of the Rings movies, stitched them up together, and then separated them, and then chose one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like okay. That it's, yeah, this, I mean, um, definitely has, this movie definitely has three very defined, clear sections. <laughs> yeah, and this is the theatrical version that we're reviewing, by the way. So... <laughs> <laughs> and it's over three hours long. I honestly rewatching it because I've watched the um, extended edition. I can't remember what was cut out, but we can get into that. See, that was that was the same with Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Is when I watched the extended version, I didn't know what he added. <laughs> I I know the one thing he added in um, Return of the King is when that big like golem type creature or big. Uh, it was a giant thing, an ogre. So I don't know. I don't, it's been so long. But he fights uh, Aragorn, and it only stood out mainly because it felt like such a Guillermo del Toro scene. It literally felt like a movie from a Guillermo del Toro movie hmm. or a scene from a Guillermo del Toro movie, and it felt so out of place stylistically that I was like oh yeah this is why he he did uh he's doing the hobbit and then he didn't <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah you may have already guessed it cuz Brad is a masterful teaser of the movie 
Brad, would you like to reveal the movie that you chose for our marbles on stream? Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Um, this movie is the 2005 version of a movie that was originally aired in 1933 mm-hmm. and is a fairly faithful rendition of it in a lot of aspects of the movie King Kong. In a lot of good ways and in a couple, you know, yeah. a couple. 2005, so you got that, that sweet, sweet CGI that works a lot better. But 2005 and we haven't updated all of our stereotypes for certain ethnicities. Yes. <laughs> we definitely haven't. But the CGI in this movie is pretty, pretty good. I mean, even it, it holds up to you nowadays. I mean, there's a, there's a couple scenes, there's a couple scenes in the movie that were just like, eh, you can kind of tell, but I mean, it's still for a movie that's 17 years old at this point. Um, pretty holds up. Yeah. I, um, in the last day or two, I've watched both the King Kong and furious seven. And the reason I'm saying that is that, Furious 7 is much better at composites, like green screens and things like that with false backgrounds. Better better than this movie. But, and of course, it's nothing against the movie and it's not a judgment against anyone who worked on it. They did a great job. But in that movie, you can fairly accurately guess where fake Paul Walker is. Um, and this one, man, I, there's not a, I, I don't think there's a single frame where I qu- questioned how realistic King Kong looked. Yeah. Like <sighs> Kong is, if I didn't know it was CGI and if I was like 10 years old and you told me that that was a real monkey that I could see, uh, you know, you'd have to tell me before the movie ended, but <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, hell yeah, let's see Kong, man. <laughs> I'd believe you. Um, yeah. Um, Andy, um, Andy circus does the, um, what's that called? The motion capture Mo- for yeah. mocap. Yeah, before we all knew his name for his masterful directing of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Right, and um, everything else he's done, like the bad guy in Black Panther and <laughs> the only white guy in Black Panther. Yeah, um, there were two because they had the nickname the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, because the, the FBI agent or CIA agent was white too, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the guy, it was Martin Freeman who played Bilbo. So that's why they called them the Tolkien white guys. Uh, mm, <laughs> that seemed to hurt your soul. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Cleverness. The dad the dad joke of that is just too much. Too much. <laughs> that that was literally their I mean, that eventually became their nicknames in memes, but before anyone online ever came up with that joke, that's what the whole entire cast called them. <laughs> and i absolutely love that um yeah yeah, uh, this movie was another yeah another thing i mean you have to get past it's better now i think it's better aged than it was fresh with jack black being one of the leads 
because at that time he was still very known for his comedy where he's branched out a lot more since then. So I think Jack Black's character comes across better now than back in 20 or 2005. So, really? I mean, that's okay. a, that's a, that's a plus. Yeah. Just because 2005, this, he was still known very much for his comedy, very much for his like stupid. Um, now he's known more, he's got more movies under his belt. So he's a little bit more seasoned. So it, it feels, feels less, um, it feels better. It feels less like he's about ready to tell a joke for absolutely no reason and laugh and then wiggle his head from waist to waist <laughs> to three feet above his head somehow. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that scene. <laughs> <laughs> he's every time he, when he laughs, when like, when he like hard, like gives a good, good laugh, he like yeah. his head moves like six feet, <laughs> like both directions. <laughs> he's just, he's just one of those people. All right. I gotta, I gotta look closer next time he laughs. Cause I did. <laughs> hey, he might be a secret bop it fighter maybe or not maybe. a bop it what was it wreckham robot oh those, yeah those games the fighting that, yeah the fighting yeah. robots where the head pops up um yeah man this 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 movie is so fucking epic so something this... that just occurred to me is i think uh i think the current like godzilla and kong movies would be better served pulling from this movie's aesthetic than they would be pulling from Pacific Rims. Yeah. Because, like, I, lo- I love Pacific Rim. Well, I don't love, like, I'm not in love with it. <laughs> I, I like it. I really like it. Um, I think it's really well done. I really loved its weather effects and how epic that felt. Um, and then... You know, movies like Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Kong Skull Island, especially Godzilla versus Kong. They use weather and the epic scale so well, I think, that it made me want like big weather effects in Marvel movies. I, I noticed like, hey, the texture feels so different. But going back to this one, this one is just it it's it's definitely I mean we will get to it, but it definitely fills the budget. I mean, it definitely, it definitely <laughs> used, it definitely used every, every dollar of that budget. Yeah. But um, like, it, it was just epic in scale that just the cinematography, the, it never lost sight of the characters, the human characters. I feel that's a big thing that people latch onto when criticizing the newer monster verse movies of like pretty thin characters. Yeah. Or just wasting time. <laughs> like, get back Wait. to the monsters. Why are we yeah. watching these guys? And there's so there's like an hour before Kong's even on there. And still, like the the human characters have from that point on, I'm pretty sure more screen time than Kong. Uh yeah. I mean it definitely it definitely makes that balance pretty nice. Um there are some things in there that aren't perfect um, by any means, but yeah, it definitely definitely fills fills the gap. There's there's definitely the two stories of King Kong, them finding King Kong, and then also the stories between the, the humans themselves and the kind of moral 
moral ambiguity that kind of follows with that. <laughs> uh, in what sense? Specifically? Uh, capturing a giant ape and then bringing it back to your culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking him out of his and bring him into yours. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, uh, that'll do it. Um, but yeah. Um, overall, I would say that this movie for me probably hits an edible just because of how well how well it ages and how well they did um kong himself um with peter jackson's with peter jackson's knowledge this was a passion project for him he'd always he'd grown up seeing or he grew up seeing the original kong movie so this was his passion project the first one after the lord of the rings so i I would say it's an edible for me for for a lot of reasons and and then some yeah i think for me it would be a mushroomy edible but considering the outdated racism i'm gonna i'm gonna flip it and make it a edibly mushroom <laughs> like <laughs> it, it deserves to be knocked out a little bit you know just a, just a scooch um there's some parts that seem interesting or look interesting but and i'm literally it's five minutes so it's when Andy Serkis's uh, human character is holding a machete. Okay. It, it's it's an interesting sequence, but it doesn't grab me. Like, literally, if you had asked me before I watched this movie, like, what was cut out of the extended edition, I'd be like, oh, that scene. Because it was interesting. But it didn't grab me. So that was what... Like, I, in my memory, I thought that was one of the deleted scenes. And when it was happening, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I was wrong. But um, my my reasoning for picking this movie as an underappreciated movie is I think that it gets a bad rap amongst the monster movies. I think really? it kind of I think it kind of gets wrapped up with all of those. And people just say, oh, it's just another Godzilla movie. Oh, it's just another King Kong movie. It's a monster movie kind of thing, like one of the monster verse. That's so a lot interesting. Of people, a lot of people push it off. I I will say I was gonna my take would have or my guess would have been that this hit at the time, but since I don't hear anyone ever talk about it anymore, like they do the Lord of the Rings movies, I would feel it's underappreciated because it hasn't stayed in the conversation long enough. Like this is a movie that I think should be revisited, like I imagine the first King Kong was you know what i mean like the, it should have a longer legacy yeah and it won a, it won a ton of awards um that's good. A couple, yeah a couple different places but then it just kind of like fell off right away yeah that's a bummer because i mean i'm tr- there was a bunch of other movies that came out in 20 or 2005 um i'm sure i can get that looked up before but there was a bunch of a mo- bunch of really good movies in 2005 yeah i don't doubt it i mean yeah, I think I want to rewatch this with my daughter and be like, okay, this is kind of racist. Don't, 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 don't like this part of the movie. But, um, cause it really is. I remember when I saw this in the movie theater, uh, I, I shed one tear during the one movie. single, one single one, one singular tear. But yeah, now that, 
you know, now having revisited revisited it, I am bummed that it doesn't have long as long of a legacy. And you know, uh, how Godzilla vs Kong made me wish for more weather effects in the MCU, which I feel like um, Shang Chi actually delivered on. <laughs> like after <laughs> after seeing that when Shang Chi came out, I was like, oh shit, we got some weather effects. Let's go. <laughs> um, I I was thinking like well two I was thinking two things one Peter Jackson's got to do a Marvel movie and you just got to let him do his thing <laughs> like you, you have to so, give him the budget for it <laughs> yeah yeah budget's not the issue I just want the producers to be half as hands on as they normally are you know in helping uh, directors because. I want Peter Jackson to have both his hands firmly on the wheel and just be like, I'm going to show you guys something you've never done. (laughs) (laughs) I just make like, I feel this is probably what uh, Chloe Zhao was going for. I think that's her name with Eternals. And I mean, I don't know if it was the same for you, but Eternals did not hit with me. No, I I, I wanted it to. I went to the theater expecting it to. It was big and epic, but the the characters utterly failed for me. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, this is Peter Jackson's Eternals, which sounds so weird because that's not how time works. <laughs> 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 but like that, it. Yeah, I I think if he had if he did like one three hour Marvel movie doing whatever the hell he wanted, um. And just having, you know, the producers being there to execute Peter Jackson's vision, I think that could have a really positive effect on the MCU going forward. Just like, yeah, let's go more. Let's and let's take an hour. <laughs> let's take half an hour just to set up the humans before they even do anything. Like yeah. this the I've heard directors say that sometimes you need an extra twenty minutes and it'll feel shorter. Like the movie will feel shorter adding 20 minutes than the reverse. Uh, or uh, how should I put this? Sometimes they, the studio gets a note that like this feels like it drags. So they'll want to just cut it down. They'll like literally cut it down. But sometimes you just need a little more. And then that helps the pace and it makes it feel faster, um, which is kind of antithetical uh, when you're just thinking about it in terms of like math. But yeah. this really. Like I was loving every second of New York before they even went on the boat. And then I loved the other 30 or 20 or 30 minutes we had on the boat before we even got to Skull Island. And it actually, I thought of three things (laughs) (laughs) that that whole first hour felt like the ending of Casino Royale where like they're at the end of Casino Royale, um, or sorry, the twenty minutes on the boat felt like the ending of Casino Royale. The ending of Casino Royale feels a little wonky to me because throughout the entire movie, they they made some good, uh, they did good work laying the seeds for a little chemistry between Bond and Vesper. Vesper, okay, I but see where I, we're going with this. I don't think they did a good job throughout the movie the action movie that was happening 
making them fall in love. And then at the end, when you're like, before, spoilers for Casino Rail, before Vesper's got to die, <laughs> we got to spend 20 minutes telling you, but they're in love, though. <laughs> really? This, no, really. They are. Yeah. Really? No. Like, no, trust us. <laughs> I believe it, by the way. It just yeah. feels so, in the structure of the film, it feels so wonky to have a 20-minute uh, side quest of a romance plot <laughs> until we get back into the action and the 20 minutes on the boat. I was like, all right, before the action's even really happening, like there are stakes I think this helped the first hour feel fast is the stakes of Jack Black's character, like being on the lamb and them trying to arrest him. And this whole thing being an illegal, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that helps it move along. Um, but the what was the final thing I wanted to say? Um, oh, it made me think that uh, some directors worry about the cinema experience is a little overblown. And the reason I say that is in the first hour, I was watching it on my iPad mini. And man, did it feel epic as fuck. Yeah. I mean, the music, my, the, the music and the sound is crazy. I mean, that yeah. definitely, it's especially if you listen to it in, you know, with a surround sound or a speaker system of some sort. I mean, it, it really pulls through yeah. and it, it really feels, it, it adds that tension. It adds that like building of everything. And, and some of that hour, it was in picture in picture mode. So it wasn't even the iPad mini size. And I, I've just heard like friends or directors or YouTubers like go and they're changing cinema because they're anticipating people watching it on their phones. The death of cinema. And I'm like, maybe make better movies. Because <laughs> yes, the cinema experience is valid and like there's uh, having a crowd with you, that energy, my God. Endgame with a crowd? Yes. Woo! But if I don't want to watch Endgame in a theater, if I'm a person who doesn't want to go into a crowd, I, that wasn't even connecting back to COVID, I was just, just in general, then let motherfuckers watch it at home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, people will... will uh, cry the death of cinema if those Warner Brothers movies day and date like they didn't make a lot of money in the theater it's like yeah but I I enjoyed Matrix Resurrections at home and I probably liked it better because I didn't have to pay 20 bucks for uh, kind of yeah I'd be disappointed yeah (laughs) a bigger price tag means I have more expectations which means I will be more critical of your film Um, anyway all to say this is a gorgeous experience, no matter what size screen you're watching on, as long as it's HD. <laughs> like, please don't do potato um, resolution. Uh, but yeah, man, this was. I, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's fun. I, it's it's definitely it's definitely good. It's definitely fun. Definitely good experience. Um, 
if you can, I'd watch it with some kind of, you know, speakers or something like that. Just really, really pull through some of that epicness and that the grand scale of how big King Kong is in the world. And I mean, he's only 20 feet, 25 feet tall, but I mean, the grandness that he brings to that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a, yeah. I, I, I'm more excited about revisiting this film than I thought I'd be. And I thought I'd like it. I thought I'd be like, yeah. We knew this was a good movie. Sure. Yeah. Good job, movie. But no, like, people should rewatch it. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. This is. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to rewatch an over three hour movie immediately <laughs> to watch it with my daughter. <laughs> that says, that has to say something. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get to the, let's get to the spoiler section. All right. The affiliate link is down below. <laughs> Boom, we remembered. So now you have the chance to watch it before you listen to our spoiler review. Thanks for hanging out, gals. <laughs> uh these gals, me and Brad are gonna figure this out to make it a little more streamlined, I'm sure. Uh but yeah. We'll see you then. Uh, oh, oh, should we say our rating? We should say our, oh we did. Yep. This this may be an edibly mushroom or an, a straight edible <laughs> but either way it's dope as movies, movies are, are dope, dope.